Hello everyone and welcome back to the Human Design Room. Thanks so much for joining me. My name is Sinead Rose and I'm a human design reader and mentor. And in this podcast, we explore all things human design and beyond. But today is a very exciting episode because this one is aimed at anyone that is completely new to human design um, or hasn't even heard of it before, really. And so it's a bit of a personal challenge for me in a way, um, you know, being so passionate about human design and just wanting to talk about so many things because I really want to keep this simple, um, again, because it's for the beginners, it's it's that introduction and um, also, yeah, it's important to me that, you know, I don't overwhelm you with information and details and all of the human design vocabulary. So the first thing before I sort of start to dive in that I would uh, recommend that you do before you continue listening um, is to pause the episode and go find your human design chart because the whole um, system of human design is pretty much based on every single person having their own unique chart and that is based on your exact time that you were born so if you happen to know what exact time you were born that is amazing um, because you will need that when you go and enter your details um, online to get your chart which you can get for free Um, and yeah if you don't know your time yet then see if you can like ask a parent or something or if maybe it's on your birth certificate or something. Uh, but if, you, if you're not able to find it yet or you don't know what it is or something like that, I still recommend uh, that you keep listening um, because I'm sure you can still get something out of this episode without actually having your chart. And also I am just going over like the general concepts um, without going too specific into each specific part of of the chart um but yeah if if you can go and find your chart I recommend going to jovianarchive.com I'll put that in the show notes um then go go ahead and do that and then that might be helpful and to refer to but uh yeah let's get into it okay so to begin with I'm just going to give a really, really brief background on sort of where human design comes from and what it is and all of that, although that in itself is such a vast topic that I'll be sure to speak more about in future episodes. But basically, I just want to give you an idea of like the depth of human design and basically it's a system that is a synthesis of four ancient systems from different cultures around the world um, or traditions I guess is a better word for it and those are the chakra system so in human design instead of just having seven energy centers like in the chakra system there's the seven chakras 
it's not quite the same because in hymn design there's actually nine so when if you go look at your chart or, or look at any hymn design chart you'll notice that there's like nine different little shapes so those are energy centers and each of them have a different theme so that's a bit related to the chakras okay and then it's also um been influenced by western astrology and if you're familiar at all with astrology then you'll know that you also need your time of birth to go and find your natal chart so if you yeah if you have an understanding of astrology I think that does really help to grasp what human design is but anyway that's the second thing and that's because we are taking into consideration like where the planets are when exactly when you were born and each of those planets sort of have this energetic influence all right and then we've also got um, the Chinese I Ching which is called the book of changes and basically it's all about um, these 64 hexagrams and each hexagram is basically like all of them together make up all of the energies for life on earth pretty much so yeah that's quite interesting to think about you know all these different systems having these different explanations for how things work and different energies and themes and archetypes and all of this and trying to sort of explain how things work in the world and how people work and all of that and then the fourth thing is the Kabbalah, which is probably the system I know the least about, but it's something that I'm definitely um, looking into more to develop my um, understanding. But that also is sort of looking at, it's also related to what's called the tree of life. And so that's very much about like all of the energies um, that make up life on this planet you know so that it's important to me that I do just mention those things already I feel like oh my god I'm like hopefully not overwhelming you but I don't actually see or hear a lot about you know the fact that those systems is what sort of forms human design and the thing is like human design is its own entity and you don't necessarily need to understand or look into all these other things but to me it's of personal interest to me but the reason that I yeah do want to just touch on on that is that um that gives you an idea of how human design is very layered and the fact that it is drawing on all these um other systems and bringing them together into a new system you know I think that just speaks a bit to how layered it is and how much depth there is to it um, because, yeah, for any of those things, those four systems or just for human design, you could be studying it like your whole life and you could, you know, become quite an expert in it but you could still just keep on learning and never really know everything. Um, so, yeah, they're very vast and that's why... It can be tricky to try and condense everything to um, 
a sort of a teaching for beginners, but that's what we're going to be doing. So <clears throat> that's just a bit of a bit of background, all right? A bit of history. Um, but the next thing that I really want you to know about, I guess, what is human design is that it's really looking at your energy mechanics. And I actually like to compare it a bit to our biology just because, you know, when we think about our biology and the fact that we need to sleep a certain amount of hours and we need to, like, take care of our body and our body just naturally functions in a certain way, we know that we can't necessarily fight fight that. You know, in most cases, we can't try and become like nocturnal or whatever. Um, and, and there's so many things that are beyond even what we could try and control because we just have all these bodily systems that are running all the time without us even really thinking about it. And so that's, you know, our biology of our body and everything. Um, but to me, human design is has a similar like idea about it in that it's your the way that your energy is functioning without you even realizing it from the moment you were born same as like your biology really um and so you know it's it's not going to work out very well for you if you're fighting against it and there's so many things again that we wouldn't even be conscious of that that is just that we are sort of living out our human design and we are following those energy mechanics right um but also there's a lot of ways that you know i guess because it's a bit more subtle you know because it's sort of like our energetic body um rather than our physical body that you know we might not realize where we start to go against it um, and because human design does have a lot of specificity to it and we don't necessarily have that knowledge when well, we don't have that knowledge really unless we discover human design and start to work with the system um, that yeah we can be influenced by you know what's called like this conditioning of the way that you know we're told to do things in the world um, the way that we're told to to work and to live and to you know, invest our energy into things and make decisions. Um, all of these things we can start to stray from the way that we're naturally meant to do it. And that's why it's also really interesting with human design is that the moment that you are born is when you're living your design the most, like the 100% pretty much. And then as you grow up and you basically take on the conditioning from the world around you about how you should be and how you should behave and operate then that's when we can really start to go against our individual energy mechanics which is what is revealed in that chart which I said you can go and find um, and in the chart that is where your unique and specific energy mechanics are revealed and every single person has their own unique 
chart, right? So every single person, the way that their energy sort of works, it is in a completely different way. Some people, there are similarities, you know, of course, but it, to me, has really taught me how every single person is different and we really need to honour those differences. Um, and in starting to understand yourself on a more, in a deeper way through, say, getting to understand your human design, then I think it really helps to be able to understand others and to relate to others more easily, I guess. So that is, gosh, all just pretty much background stuff um, before I even get into like the key concepts to human design. But I guess, yeah, that's really important to speak about because it's a bit, it's a bit more about like, yeah, what is human design and, you know, the general concept of what human design is about and what it's for and what it's sort of focused on. And, you know, the other thing with it being about your energy mechanics is that it's not so much about trying to define you uh, with your personality. And this, I think, is the real difference between astrology and human design. There are certain parts of human design that um, relate to personality in some ways, and especially because in certain things about how energy works, we might, I don't know, identify with it and that might become I guess part of our personality but it's really not about that and this is the thing like you I find that it's sort of hard to look at people uh, unless you know them like really really well and you know might be with them day to day and can see how their energy works and see how they relate to I don't know their um, energy and everything then it's hard to guess what type people are. It's hard to guess things about what their human design might be. That's that's what I think. Um, I guess the more expert you become with human design and everything, then maybe you would be able to do that more over time. But, yeah, that's that's a real difference is that, like, you're experiencing those energy mechanics on a layer beneath that personality, beneath those archetypes that we have in, like, astrology, right? And, yeah, to me, I believe that it's a bit more of that concept of, like, our biology that's sort of beneath the surface. So the first main concept that I want to really focus on is this idea of your energy type. So, you know, I've been talking about energy and energy mechanics and all of this different stuff, but the main, I guess, categorization that we have in human design for your unique energy mechanics, right, is your energy type. 
and in human design, there are four different energy types, all right? And every one on the planet has an energy type, okay? So, like, everyone has their own unique human design just because, yep, when you're born, it's this basically energetic imprint and then this, like, determines all these things about how your energy works. Um, That's, yeah, what human design is basically all about. So if you have your chart, then you will see on there um, it'll say energy type or something like that. And the four different energy types are called, this is the first sort of lingo to learn about, the four energy types. They are a generator and then you might be familiar in human design with there being five energy types because there's a generator but then there's something that's just a bit of a variation from a generator which is called the manifesting generator but actually they are the same type they are the generator type so yes there's those five different sort of words that we have (laughs) that you've probably seen if you see it on instagram you swipe through there's the five different things and actually myself i'm a manifesting generator and yeah of course we don't want to just be like lumped on under generator all the time but for the purposes of like introducing energy type we really have to look at just um the four different ones and that'll become more clear as we go on so there's that generator type firstly and you might be the generator or the manifesting generator but it still comes under that generator type okay and these are 70% of the population all right so that's the most common type that people are and that that's a whole topic we'll see if i get into that but the next one is a projector alrighty so projectors are 22% of the population roughly I actually don't have these written down it's just off the top of my head but yeah i think it's 22% or something similar very similar to that around 20 and then um we have manifestors and that's like 9% roughly of the population And then lastly, we have reflectors, and that's like only 1% of the population. So those ones are quite rare, all right? So this is the first, you know, big concept to start to understand when you're encountering human design, all right? And, you know, the overall concept of what is an energy type and what that sort of means is basically that from when you were born, you get this chart from this energetic imprint and you have all of these different things working together. And then that all of those elements that you'll see on your chart with all those centers and all of this stuff and how they're connected, it, it forms this energy type. And for each energy type, they have a specific aura. Okay, 
So you might be familiar with the idea of what an aura is. I'm actually not that much of an expert on like that traditional idea of like auras and everything, but it's sort of like this energetic field that you have. And whether you're someone that's really like into that idea or not, um, what I would say is that, you know, everyone has, when you're around them, you get a certain feeling from them, right? And so that's sort of what the aura is. So much more than that, I'm sure. But anyway, we're just going to focus on human design aura types. And actually, you know, before I was saying this, there's four different energy types. Um, but because each of those has their own aura, we can also just say that there's four different aura types. So energy types, aura types, they are referring to the same thing. Those four different um, types of generator projector, manifester, reflector, all right? So each, depending which one you are, you, according to human design, you have a specific aura, okay? Which is interesting, isn't it? And basically, you know, I've been talking about energy mechanics, but for each energy type and the aura that you have, the aura has its own sort of qualities, its own way that it works and its own, um, yeah, it, it has its own aura mechanics. So what's really interesting, I think I will go into that aura, aura type for each type um, so that you can start to learn a little bit about which one you are. But then just looking as a whole about those four different types and I mentioned how there's a different percentage for each one, right? Um, then each, each type has its own sort of role to play in the world. And... <laughs> Let's start going into each one, okay? Again, I need to remind myself not to get too specific about it. Maybe you'll enjoy the specific. Depends what type of person you are, I guess. Depends what your human design is. But um, <clears throat> let's start with that generator type, okay? Because that is the majority of the population and that is, yeah, 70%, okay? And the aura type... The way that we describe that aura and how it exists around like your body pretty much is that it is an open aura and it's enveloping. So I think the way that you might think about auras, again, outside of human design is very much relevant to the aura that a generator has, okay, which is pretty interesting considering that they are the majority of the population it makes sense that that would then be like the dominant way that we might understand auras okay and it's open and enveloping so it's sort of like you know we might say it's sort of radiating from your center uh, I think the aura goes like 1.5 meters 
in every direction from, I guess, like the center of your body. So anyone in your field, your auric field, in that 1.5 meters all around you, actually the 1.5 meters thing, I don't actually know if that's 100% correct. But never mind, it's something like that. Maybe I'm just thinking of like the 1.5 meter rule, which is pretty low. But anyway, (laughs) moving on, we've got this auric field and people can come into our, you know, aura. And for the generator, because it's open and it's sort of radiating, out, radiating outwards and it's, it's going to envelop anything, any, anyone physically who's in that field. And so generator can, you know, be felt to be very, um, you know, very warm and friendly and open and... You know, you feel very, like, invited and anyone can sort of come and just be in their aura, right? And they can really connect with anyone. So these people can, can, it can work really well for them to be in, like, group settings and stuff or, like, teaching a class or um, it's easy for them to, I guess, in any interaction where they go up to someone or interacting with someone, um you know, they have this natural openness where people can just be in their aura and it feels comfortable and it's sort of correct for that dynamic to be happening. Um, And the manifesting generator, if you're a manifesting generator, all of that thing, all those things that I just said applies. And, uh, you know, there's definitely so much to go into about what, differentiates a manifesting generator from a generator but the reason that the manifesting generator is still that generator type relates to the fact that they still have that generator aura okay so yeah all those same things apply to you okay and then the other thing about um the generators beyond just the aura type is more broadly about the role that they have in the world, in the collective and looking into your chart, like everything goes so, so, so much more specific and layered and everything about, you know, your unique chart and how you can sort of be yourself and, and follow your energy mechanics and like contribute to the collective and doing your thing and all of that. Um, but energy type is sort of like the overarching umbrella concept um, that determines a lot of things, okay? So, yeah, some people actually relate to you know, some parts of their design a lot, like they might relate to their aura type a lot. Um, So far, I've only just gotten very briefly into it. (laughs) But also sometimes when you hear about human design stuff, you might not relate to it. And that's because there can be a lot of like contradictory elements in your chart. And that might um, mean that you might not so easily relate to certain concepts. Anyway, that's sort of just a side note, but I guess it's important to say that because 
we can hear about him design stuff and we're like, oh, that doesn't sound like me, like blah, 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 blah. There can be so many different reasons for that. I guess I'd get into that if I was giving you a reading. And by the way, yeah, you can book a reading with me if you're curious to learn more about all of this. Um, but back to the generators and just going a bit beyond the aura type now to just what is your general role and this is just me again trying to zoom out a bit not be so specific but you know if you're um a generator or a manifesting generator top tips or not really tips just my main um advice I guess to you would be that it's really 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 important that you are as much as possible only doing things that you actually enjoy, that you want to do, that you're actually saying yes to the things that you want to do and you're not saying yes when you want to say no or you're not saying no when you actually want to say yes and that you engage with things that I guess we might say light you up, that spark joy, that feels nourishing or energising to you. When you're living a life where basically everything in your life is something that you truly said yes to, you know, because you enjoy it and you love it and all of that, then you can feel, you can be truly, truly like satisfied and energized every day, basically. Um, and that's by correctly using your energy. But fundamentally for a generator, it's, it's, it's really important to be um, investing your energy correctly in the things that you actually feel pulled to do that feel right for you maybe somewhat in like a gut sense of like this gut feeling of it's right for you um if you are familiar at all with some human design stuff then <clears throat> this relates to your sacral response but i'm not going to get into that <laughs> too much Otherwise, it would be a really long episode. So I think I'm just going to stick to um, going into detail about these different energy types and then briefly just touch on the concept of what strategy and authority is as well. Okay, thinking out loud here. Um, so following what you enjoy and all of that stuff. All right, you got that. So the generators more broadly about the role that they have to play in this collective is that because you can use your energy um, when you're doing the things that you really want to do that you love and all of that stuff that actually feels energizing to you <clears throat> rather than just really depleting and draining and side note if you do feel really drained and you know you are a generator manifesting generator then really look at what commitments you have in your life and how how you're using your energy and investing your energy and all of this stuff because you're just going to be hitting against like a brick wall or whatever if you keep forcing yourself to do things that you hate all the time it's not good for you and it's not good for anyone else around you in your life so allow yourself to choose differently anyway that's my little pep talk for the generators but more broadly they are able to do such a wonderful job at growing things like when you can work on things and put your energy into something, that makes it grow, right? 
and the generator is very much connected to one of the centers in the chart which is called the sacral center again I have to like restrict myself a bit with how much I'm gonna go into the details and tangents but I just have to mention that word and that's something that you can oh this sort of concept this is something that you can look out for because it's all about you know this is your life force energy in your sacral center and when you and the energy is like this um, life force energy which is related to like your creativity your physical energy to like do things to work on things I guess it's a bit related to you know a productivity because you invest your energy into something and then you produce something from it you create something from it you birth something from it you grow something from it so this sacral center does have links to sacral chakra which I you know mentioned at the start we've got some chakras influence but that is um you know, the real gift for all the generators is that, you know, you can put your energy into something and you can bring things to life. You can put things into the world because you're working on it, you know. You, ha you, you know, have your work or just, I don't know, the things that you do, it's, it's bringing something to life because you're using that really sacred and important life force energy that's such a big theme and it's not just for you and the fact that you can really enjoy your life when you're you know living correctly with this but it's really going to benefit the people around you because think about if you are lit up every day because you do something that you love and you can work on it and then you feel so satisfied right and you're not actually drained and depleted but you feel good and then basically you're able to wake up the next day and you're renewed again you know your your energy is filled back up um then that's going to benefit so many people around you and in the world again because this is actually allowing your aura going back to the concept of the aura to be really sort of powerful I guess it's a you're sort of vibrating at a higher frequency because you're not fighting against yourself and the way your energy wants to be working your energy wants to be invested in certain things that your mind might not be able to explain but your um your body knows that it's right for you and actually, this is a really important concept that relates to any of the um, types, okay? So I know I've just been focusing a lot on the generator, but I'll go into the others soon. And that is <clears throat> that human design, one of the main, main concepts from my point of view is that it's about trusting the body, knowing what is right for you. In terms of decision making, especially, but just with anything, it's that, again, we're talking about aura and sort of these energetic concepts and stuff. Um, and, you know, there's these sut more subtle layers within your whole body where your body knows what's right for you and what 
things to do and how to be and behave and live and all this stuff. It knows what's right for you on a whole different level to what your mind might think is right for you because your mind is so susceptible to that conditioning around what we think we should do. And that's what is happening to a lot of people, myself included. Like, it's not necessarily something we can completely escape from. Maybe we can, I don't know. But we're in living in this world, we're probably always going to be influenced in some ways from this conditioning. And we it, it's basically living your design is just this practice of noticing what your mind is telling you and noticing what your body is telling you and that very much relates to what you might be familiar with with the concept of intuition Um, again I think this idea of intuition is really relevant to human design even though there are some more specific levels to it in human design we don't just call it intuition it's sort of this idea of intuition because it's about listening to the body and what actually feels good for you but there yeah it's sort of everything goes more specific um so yeah just to wrap up on the generators here following what your body what feels good for you what actually sort of feels exciting what lights you up um if you follow that then I guess your life's gonna feel good and that will lead you like to every moment being great <laughs> if we're just yeah we'll just leave that there okay next let's really talk about um the projectors and the projector aura okay so it's going to be different than the standard idea of what we have about auras okay the projector aura It's described as focused and penetrating. And I mean, first off, I should say that, again, I've already said it, but I am a manifesting generator. My aura type is the generator aura. And so, you know, depending what your um, chart is, what your type is and everything, you know, of course, you only have an experience experiential understanding of what is in your chart but you know as human as a human design reader and and anyone that you know really studies human design and stuff you know there's still so much value in them being able to help people to understand their unique chart and in a way there's a certain superpower in that because it's not coming from their own bias of how they experience say being a manifesting generator so if I tell someone about being a projector, it's more, um, what's it called? Like impartial or something? Yeah, like it's just not influenced by my own bias as much. But then also like there's so much value in hearing from other people that have similar things to you in your chart because, you know, they share their experience and you, know, you might have that experience as well. But yeah, just guess I need to touch on that, that, um, you know, I'm not a projector, but this is what I know about projectors because, yeah, I am a human design reader, so I sort of know what I'm talking about, I guess. Um, but a projector, they have a focused, penetrating aura, all right? And the analogy that I like to use that I tell people a lot um, when I do readings for projectors 
is I like to think of it um, as like a lighthouse, actually. And so think of your aura as like this light beam coming out of you, sort of out the front. And as I'm saying this, I am also just thinking of the fact that Again, going back to that traditional idea of like your aura is just like your energetic field. I would say that like everyone still has that, but because we're now just in this human design world, we're sort of changing our idea of what auras are. Okay. Focus, penetrating, lighthouse, light beam. And so your energy naturally wants to go somewhere and go very, and your energy to be channeled very deeply into something and this means that for projectors it doesn't work so well for them in group settings with lots of different people because your aura naturally is wanting to just focus on basically one thing in front of you and it's meant to do that and that is your gift and your power is to be focused on one thing. One thing, being focused on one thing, can express in so many different ways. But, you know, you've got this beam of light coming out of you like a lighthouse and you're sort of always walking around wanting to be focused on one thing. But say you focus your attention on like one person in front of you, then you're able to sort of funnel your energy in that... Um, oh, that, like, laneway, whatever, that, like, funnel, that channel between you and that person on the other end, and you're able to really go very deeply into something. So just starting to compare what we were talking about with a generator versus a projector. The generator is sort of just sharing their energy outwards with everyone. Okay, but projector, they're sort of, instead of it just, like, the energy going outwards everywhere, it's all channeled and focused into this sort of one focused point of energy and the other word we use is penetrating so that aura your focus your attention your energy is actually being is penetrating whatever's you're focused on you know and so more generally for a projector and the way that that um the energy mechanics is working is that you're you know, to projectors can be their role, I guess, like their gift is not in the um, the working and the their use of their physical energy, their like the life force energy in that productivity sense or that creativity sense. They can still work, they can still be creative, they can still build things and all of that stuff. We don't want any of this to be limiting, but you know. It's really important, I think, for projectors to start to understand that, you know, your greatest gifts are not generally fitting into what our society values to be the most worthy because our society values the productivity, the getting up working all day, every day, always doing something you know, it's very, I guess, like masculine, whatever. But that is linked to, you know, the majority of the population being the generator, 70%. 
And so because of all of that generator energy on the planet, it's sort of like that has then influenced the overall conditioning on the planet, okay? So as we start to explore the projectors, the manifestors, the reflectors, you're automatically in the minority. And I think it's really important to start to understand that because, you know, with working with human design, it's just so powerful because you can recognise your differences and you can start to really honour them and work with them so that you can step into your greatest potential and you can actually start to feel more like feel the benefits from that instead of again finding fighting against yourself trying to behave in a different way um thinking like that you have to do it in a certain way and like you should be like this and like this is what's valuable blah 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 so projector their gift is being able to see people really deeply to be sort of to step back in a way um and to see, I guess, from the outside a little bit and they can see very clearly, they can see very deeply into things because their aura is penetrating and they can really focus on, on things and then they can be really valuable with the, giving guidance to you know, an individual, just like more broadly like to the collective, the gift is in them seeing things in the guidance that they can give in their perspective in what they see because their aura is naturally focused like we spoke about and so the gift is comes from the aura mechanics so you know this is what I find really interesting with human design is that all of the stuff that you might read and that you see that you hear about you know what's in your chart and all of those things that are a bit like archetypal personality and blah 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 that is so important that like it's so good that that is like the stuff that's out there but all of that stuff that you might be hearing it comes from these like specific things about like we're talking about aura mechanics you know and then, you know, we can go into, like, each of the centres and how they work and all of this different stuff. And so it's not so much just interpretive, but it is more a bit analytical, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so that's really, yeah, what I hope to be able to, you know, share with people and, and sort of be teaching a bit um, on this podcast. So hopefully you enjoy that. And so, yeah, back to projectors again. Um, the gift <clears throat> is in the guidance that you can give and a little analogy is like they are the bird that's like soaring over the world or the people or the village or something and you're able to have that broader perspective on something and then be able to come and give your sort of guidance based on what you see. But again, just really recognise there that this greatest gift that you have is not your productivity. It's not being right there in the action, in the doing things, in the laying the bricks and doing the work, you know? You're not meant to be doing that. Like, we need you to be well rested. This is a big thing for projectors. They try and operate 
like the generators. A lot of people trying to be like generators and it's not doing you any good. And it can be hard to to change things and do things differently, but there is so much potential if you do start to really understand um, your unique differences, right? Because we need the projectors to be giving that guidance because the generators are just, I don't know, they're just doing their own thing. Like they need each other. And this is the thing with all the types is that they all work together and not in this literal sense of, yeah, we have one of each type all meeting up and they like work together and stuff, but just thinking more broadly, the collective, all the people on the planet and there's different percentages of the different types and stuff. It's like they all have this different role to play. So, yeah, we want to tune into that. And the more that we can do that as individuals, I think the more that we can start to change things because it's not very helpful if we all try and be the same when we're all meant to be different. We were all born different. I guess you could just say that if you weren't talking about human design, right? But in human design, it's like we all have these unique energy mechanics. If we follow it, then we can actually start to be living out our highest potential or whatever. And that doesn't have to actually mean that we're just doing all of these amazing, like crazy, spectacular things and achieving, but more just that we are living every day in a way that feels right to us, in a way that is sustainable in a way that we feel a sense of personal success or satisfaction, right? Because we are actually honouring who we are. And when we do that, yeah, it might not be all spectacular and showy on the outside, but it starts within that we feel the benefit of it. And we are all worthy of doing that just for ourselves. But then what's so beautiful is that there is a benefit for the collective as well. Because when we do that, you know, there's that ripple effect of it, it is influencing our overall energy, you know, energetic field, that aura, you know, people feel that. And the way that we operate in the world, when it, when it honours our our unique design, then everything's just going to flow more easily. It's a path of, re- of least resistance, you know. So, again, if we're in this episode just talking about, like, starting to understand what human design is that's again one of the reasons that I sort of believe in it I guess and so for you know top tips for a projector is to just really start to assess where are you tying your worth to your productivity because ultimately like your greatest value is nothing to do with your productivity and you know, we need you to be working a lot less than you probably are. And please don't feel guilty for that. You know, you can actually just do like two hours of work a day because projectors actually are able to be very efficient and you could see exactly what needs to be done and you could actually get all of that done in two hours instead of a generator that takes all day, okay? But you're using the same amount of energy that they are. So allow yourself to rest for the rest of the day because otherwise you're just going to burn yourself out and that's good for no one. All right, let's move on um, to manifestors. And I mean, for all of these energy types, this is just like level one of like 
a million talking about energy types and I could I'll, I'll, I'll definitely probably do an episode an episode for each one in the future going more in detail because there's so much I could say but yeah wanted to um yeah need to move on manifestors so aura type for manifestor is described as closed and repelling so what's really interesting about manifestor is that you see with the generators and the projectors it both of them you there's their self and then there's their aura operating in a way where it's sort of going outwards and then there's it's meeting some sort of connection with something on the other side there's an there's an openness of like one end and then the other type of thing but for manif for the manifestors their aura is actually completely closed around them and not just closed but it's repelling to people around them so it's quite different and uh, I'm just like doing weird hand movements right now as I get my thoughts together gotta keep talking not have this blank space on this recording right <laughs> all right manifesto aura closed and repelling so what this means generally for manifesto people can be really drawn to them they really like it's almost like a magnetism that they might have so that can be one um one way that people sort of relate with a manifesto or people can be really repulsed people can be really like triggered or like um put off by manifestors so they've got this polarizing energy type just from their aura okay because with this closed and repelling aura instead of the way they're feeling or it's not just the way they're feeling but just in general like they're or, you know who they are their energy it's not being it's the people around you the world in general is not able to access that so they can't read you and this is the thing where people can be um, sort of repulsed or something. You know, the whole polarisation thing is like the love or hate, okay? <laughs> Which I imagine could be quite challenging if you're a manifester. Um, but we'll definitely go into the absolute superpowers for manifester as well. <laughs> so people um, can't read your... can't read you because... Your aura is closed. It's not like generator where everyone just comes into their aura and hangs out and they can feel them and it's lovely and blah, blah, blah. It's not like the projector as well where, yeah, people um, might not have access to their energy from being around them, but you can still access their energy from if, if you're at the focus of their penetrating aura, right? But for a manifester, the aura is is closed and so people can't read you. And for some people, that's why they can be um, a bit, oh, not provoked, but like they can find that, I don't know, challenging or something. You know, they might have this certain um, repulsed sort of 
thing. But for different people, different manifestors that can show up in different ways. Of course, everyone's different. All these things express in different ways. And there's all those other elements of your chart as well. But I think for a manifestor, it's really um, important. No, not really important. For a manifestor, um, it, the thing is that what I notice is that some manifestors can be more in their power, let's say, than others. And what I mean by that is, as a manifester, you might think, oh, like, what do you mean, like, people have this love and hate relationship? You know, like, I just try to be, like, nice and general with, like, everyone around me. But that is actually, can be a bit of a lower expression for a manifester. Because they're trying to people please everyone because you can sense that people can't read you. You can sense that people are almost... um, I don't know, like confused by you or something. And that's, again, remember, they are in the minority of like 9% of the population. So we're more used to the generator aura where you can just feel them automatically and there's a, a general openness to it. You know, you're just enveloped by the aura and it's very lovely. Um, but, you know, completely different for a manifesto. And so people... Again, again, it's sort of, it's, it's a whole different experience to be around you. And that's because you're sort of in your own bubble, I guess we could say. And the way that we need manifestors to interact with the world in, in order to sort of break through that bubble is this idea of what we call informing and because people can't, um, I guess, read you because your aura is closed. Again, like, there's not necessarily any need for you to then go and break through this sort of bubble that you have. Um, because again, like, your aura is naturally meant to be closed. But in order to sort of move with the most ease through the world, you do need to... Um, you know, it's it's advised, recommended that you use this tool of the informing to break through, you know, this bubble that you have. And when you inform people of, you know, what, what you're doing before you just go out and do things sort of randomly, well, to other people it might seem really random and sudden and, you know, that sort of puts them off because they're like, oh, like, what, why did they just leave the room or something? You know, what's up with them? And they, they, don't, they can't read you, you know? So they might come up with things and it might seem a bit um, oh, standoffish. I don't know. That's Again, sometimes I don't have the right words, but I'm sure you get what I'm saying. So what's really, really cool about um, the manifestors? Actually, I just need to say a bit more about the whole informing thing. Yeah, the, like the path of least resistance is to use this informing because then you can develop more of an ease with the people around you. And so they know what's going on and you can get them on board and things just all happen a lot easier. There's so much more I could say about that. But I just want to talk about, um, you know, that the 
more broader role for manifestors uh, related to this aura type. So what's really interesting about this is that all the other types have this idea of um, there being a certain interaction with, let's say, the universe, okay? So I guess I need to just talk a bit about for the manifestors, just from the title alone, the word alone, manifestor, the, the manifestors are born, equipped, whatever, with this ability to, quote-unquote, manifest. In human design, the idea of manifestation is different, I guess, than our typical understanding of manifestation with the in the world of, like, you want something and then it happens and you have intentions and practices and all this stuff. Um... And I, yeah, I can't go too much into that right now, but let's just say for now that manifestors have this innate ability that they, their, that or that energy type is the most aligned to this modern sort of, or this general understanding that we have of manifesting things in that, you know, you want something and you make it happen, Okay. For the manifestors, you can actually do that and we need you to do that and you need to allow yourselves to go ahead and go after what you want and all of this, okay? And what's really interesting is that some manifestors might not be allowing that and for all the types, we could be really aligned with it and really embodying it and we might be doing that without knowing anything about human design just because we're following our body, like I said before, it's all about like the body and everything. Um, instead of just, you know, falling into this homogenization of how we should live our lives and how we should be. Um, or for each, any of the types or anything in the chart in general, we can be not living it very much. We can sort of be going against it a bit, but that's okay. That is definitely okay. Um, but yeah, for a manifesto, you can be this manifesto, <laughs> uh, which makes sense because it's called the manifesto. And, you know, this sort of means that you don't need anyone else. Like you don't, you're not relying on anything else because you're in this closed aura, say this bubble analogy that I'm working with. So, you know, you doing your own thing in there and then you know you have this informing thing where you break through the bubble and then that is this whole idea of the manifestation going out there into the world and so the difference of this type that's so interesting is that you know you have this ability to do that and to sort of put things out there into the world and to be this um oh I guess it can be like expressed as a leader or just someone that is, you know, somewhat like a visionary because you develop your own idea of something that you want or something you want to do, whatever, and then you can actually just go and get started on it and initiate it and make it happen. And all of the other types, and this is what's so interesting because of all these ideas we have about manifestation, 
all the other types are not meant to be doing that. <laughs> and the reason is that all the other types, the way that they operate with the energy mechanics and the aura is more about the universe sort of presenting something to you. And that's not literally like the universe, you know, but we can look at that through, you know, people coming into your life or things you're interacting with or opportunities that come your way and all these different things that can show up in so many different ways. It's sort of as if for, for everyone, not the manifester, it, we, for all the other types except the manifester, I think it is really important that they know that the idea of the idea that we do have in manifestation of having to initiate things and make things happen just doesn't actually work. I would say that of course we can still engage with this idea of manifestation which is really powerful and really beautiful but as I said before looking at manifestation in this world of human design it is slightly different again with the idea of auras that I've been talking about it is sort of slightly different so all the other types okay we don't it's not actually ideal for you to be trying to make things happen but for a manifester they can be doing that and so if we're looking again at the role in the collective we really need them to be going and getting things started based on what visions you might have and if I use another little archetypal analogy, it's sort of this idea of being this ruler that goes and, you know, sits on a throne or something. <laughs> I know that manifestors like it when I give this analogy. It's like you're the ruler sitting in the throne and you want stuff to happen. And so you go and, and get people to help you carry out that vision. And this is another thing about all the types working together. It's like at the start, I was talking about generators and they can sort of also be these workers can't just go and do something that you hate that's not going to work out but they can utilize the life force energy to carry things out into the world and then the projectors are more so sort of guiding that process and we really want to you know recognize and honor them for that specific gift because no there is no type or no nothing in your chart in design that's necessarily better or worse everything has its is important you know everything has value and this is the thing with society and everything is we placed certain value on things more than others and yeah when we start to learn human design we can do some work to really reclaim our differences and stuff but projectors are guiding things and then manifestors are also initiating things and again, I don't want this to be too uh, restrictive in thinking, oh, I'm a projector, that, can't, that means I can't manifest or whatever. Yeah, please, like, just take in what feels right and remember that this is just sort of an introduction and it's just my point of view, my take on it, and there's so, so, so much more to it and to your chart. But, yeah, that's really super powerful, Manifestor, and we need you to be um, honouring that in yourself and remembering that 
you know, your aura is closed. So you sort of can take your time to yourself to be, you know, your magic to be like forming or whatever. And then you utilize that informing to then put it out there into the world and to sort of then collaborate with people and all of that. All right. So last thing, last energy type is the reflector. And I'm actually just got my book here. I don't know if the, um, my textbook, sorry. I don't know if you can hear it because it's right next to the um, microphone. But let's just give me a second. I just want to... Oh, yeah. Okay. I just needed to check something there. <clears throat> alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Reflector. Reflectors being only 1% of the population are such a special magical type. Um, so the aura type for a reflector is described as a sampling aura. So it's a little bit tricky to explain all of this because I haven't really gone over the idea, the concept behind all the different energy centers, but I guess I can do that now. So I have mentioned a bit about the energy centers if you're looking at a chart. And by the way, I did say um, refer to a chart in this episode and I haven't really, yeah, it hasn't really applied now from how I've ended up talking about everything, but that's okay. So we've got these nine different energy centers. Um... The thing inherent to a reflector is that all of these centers are what we describe as undefined centers. I'm not going to go into that too much, but I just need to mention a couple things in order to sort of describe the reflector here. Basically, because all these centers are undefined, um... They have this natural openness where basically whatever environment they're in, they are sampling the energies in that environment, in that space from whatever people. So with each of the other energy types, they had their own aura, they had their own thing going on and that is relating to the centres that that type has in their chart defined so all of the stuff to do with the centers is actually what makes up what energy type you are but for a reflector they actually have um all undefined centers so there isn't necessarily this aura type that is formed from defined centers but instead it forms its own Unique, I mean, they're all unique auras, right? But it's only unique sampling aura because they are sort of uh, t receiving and absorbing and amplifying the energies of whoever they are around. And what is really the gift for the reflector and their role in the world 
is to be reflecting back to the world or within that environment or to the person that they're interacting with in one moment, reflecting back to that person, their own energy pretty much, um, which is something that's really unique. And again, looking at, you know, this idea of the different percentages and only 1% of the population being reflectors is basically because we only need a few of them because of this wonderful uh, sort of gift that they have, this role that they're here to play. It's so, it's almost like so powerful, could say, that we only need a few of them. And this is now just starting to look at all the aura types as a whole. Um, you know, each one has their own part to play or own role to play and they each operate differently. We all need to work together. But like f for each one making up a different percentage of the population and everything is like because that balances with balances well with what each type is here to do and for reflector what they're here to do is reflect back to the collective the energy of like how things are going and what's going on and this can happen in the small scale of when you're around a reflector sometimes you know I said it's hard to guess what type people are but you know for a reflector we might feel that they are same type as what we are or something because we see in them what we are because they're reflecting back to us energetically really it's really interesting they're super unique um I only have come across a few reflectors in my life and you know there's so much more to learn about them and to say about them but basically just to give a bit more about this idea of the sampling aura is that they are gathering wisdom basically from being in different environments from sampling from being around different people or from learning about different things or whatever. They're sampling all this stuff to then gain this wisdom in part of this overall role of like reflecting back to the society of like how things are going. So, you know, top tips for you as a reflector is to be really conscious of what environment you are in and how that makes you feel because like environment is everything for you. Um, you know, notice if you're starting to really take on and like morph to that environment, you're naturally going to like almost adjust to that environment. But that's why it's so important that that environment is like healthy for you. Also, it's really important for reflectors to really take time on things, to take time to make decisions. They actually say they need to, um, you know, wait a whole lunar cycle because, uh, again, getting into all the detail here, but I can't help myself. So all the other types, um, they are able to make decisions based on a certain defined center that they'll have in their chart. So this is what's actually called authority. So you might see, or you will see on your chart that it will say the energy type. It will also say the strategy. And I've actually been talking a bit about strategy throughout this episode in each of the types without just labeling it as strategy. But we say strategy because that's basically like 
the way that you can move through the world with the most ease and I mean move through your life with the most ease in a way that works with the mechanics of your aura um but then yeah each of the other types can have this inner authority but for reflector with all of this openness that they have they're actually the authority is the moon which sounds a bit wacky I guess but they're actually really tuned into the cosmos and everything and that's why they have to wait a lunar cycle and everything because you're not just sampling the energy from people around you the world around you the environments but from like the cosmos I mean everyone is but a reflector especially is like without even trying basically you're tuned into that which is really, really, really cool. Um, and yeah, such a superpower to be a reflector. So actually, if you're a reflector, please message me. You can message me on Instagram because that would be so cool to um, meet some new reflectors and learn about, about them. But uh, again, I wish I could just keep on going for all of you, telling you about your type. Um, and I do hope that you, you know, not just have learned about whatever type you are, but have learned overall about the role of each of the types. And then I did also just want to say that um, if you, you know, are new to human design, this has actually been quite a lot of info. Forgive me. Um, But look, it's the place to start is by looking at your energy type which is what I've just gone into uh, and your strategy which is directly related to your energy type and also your authority so I haven't gone into very much about like what is authority where does it come from but it does relate to that thing I briefly touched on about listening to your body and there being specific things in your chart that give you more detailed understanding of that sort of exact um, exact blend of intuition that you have that you should follow in making decisions in your life. Because for some people, they can make up decisions. That's sacral authority. They can sort of just know in the moment or they can, yeah, make more spontaneous decisions. Again, from the idea of like just knowing in the moment, that's like splenic authority. Um, again, yeah, just look at your chart and like, whatever one you have just like look out for when I say that and then for some people actually like 50% of people they need to take time to make decisions and not just make it in the moment because otherwise it can become come from and like an emotional space and then they can sort of regret it um this is like if you have emotional authority which is me when I say I'm an emotional manifesting generator it's because I have emotional authority and so um yeah it's sort of it's just a completely different ball game for whatever authority you have uh each one could be a whole long episode in itself but then actually those are like the ones that most people will have um sorry for all the other people that have other authorities I think I'm just gonna need to wrap it up now But yeah, the idea of authority, just so you're aware, is basically 
um, the strong it's it's the strongest authority within your body and your energy energy body like we've been talking about um, for you to be making decisions and like for you to be listening to it I, I like to call it like the temple of your intuition right it's the voice that you really want to be working with um, with your decision making which is obviously such a key part of like living life so wow this was way longer than I expected but really really fun um, to talk about all of that and to give a bit of an intro so you can start to understand a bit about your chart maybe or just about human design in general I hope that this has spiked your curiosity I uh, myself when I started learning about like wanting to yeah learn about human design I definitely listened to some podcast episodes uh, which was really helpful and please um, yeah if you are really curious and you're wanting to learn more uh, I'm very open to some uh, suggestions and requests for future episodes and I'll probably keep doing polls and stuff about like what episode I'll do next and stuff on my Instagram so check that out and also um, I have to mention that if you yeah really got a lot from this and again want to learn more and want to go way more in depth into just your unique chart um, I can highly recommend getting a human design reading if you feel called to and uh, yes I offer human design readings so come book one with me and yeah I just do one hour zoom sessions where we cover like energy type like I've been talking about and the strategy and the authority and we also look into more about your energy centers and your profile and all these other things that you might be seeing on your chart if you're look you've got it now to look at um and then yeah <laughs> all right so yeah please come check out um the readings that I do if you're interested because I would love to give you a reading but otherwise yeah uh, look out for new episodes so that you can keep learning and thank you so so much and yes please 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 come and message me about um yeah what you learned from this episode I would love to hear from you okay that's a wrap on the episode and I will talk to you soon